Hey everyone, welcome back to In It For The Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. We have part two of Shrimp Gate really here tonight for you because it seems like this episode was all about shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. Well, it was about shrimp, but it wasn't about shrimp. Why are we talking about shrimp? <laughs> yes, this is this is how it was. Exactly. And I mean, if we need to give it another name, it's of course no longer The Bachelor, it's The Shanae Show. Yeah, well, all that and more. Coming up. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad you're here and we're excited to get started and dive in to really um, the shrimp of it all. So Zeke, what was your first impression, Rose, for this episode? Well, I mean, this is kind of the main thing of the show right now, but I am enjoying Shanae as a villain. She's doing a good job, and she has bewitched Clayton. I I know. It's crazy. I mean, even toward the end of this episode, he was complimenting how she looked, affirming that he was glad she came, that she he was sorry if he appeared cold when she showed up and surprised him, which we'll get to. And so just so much affirmation from him. Um, I think that she is not going home anytime soon, Doesn't like I had like originally predicted. Yeah, I think that we are getting some more classic villainry um, as opposed to what we've seen in the last couple seasons, which is these like one or maybe two episode villains. Um, but Shanae seems like she has some staying power because she has what I've probably said several times. She has that important, attri- that important attribute of a good villain, which is that the lead really likes them. I know. I don't even know why she ever considered herself Cassidy's protege because really she's risen up in the Bachelor villain kingdom to a far higher position than Cassidy could have ever dreamed. No doubt. No doubt. What is your first impression, Rose, today? My first impression, Rose, is that all of the one-on-one dates we've seen so far, including this episode's date with Rachel, have all been really equally successful in my mind. I think he's formed a deep connection with each of the girls that he spent one-on-one time with. And I think that, to me, it's hard to pick a front-runner Right now, I'd say, you know, you can pick the top few girls, probably based on the ones he's given one-on-ones to and a few others with top interactions. But among those he's spent close time with, I think all the dates have been equally good. And so I'm having trouble rooting for one person at this time. And I think that in prior seasons, especially Michelle's, there was still a difference between the vibes on the one-on-one dates And even at this point, there were some people I was for sure not a fan of. But I I feel like there's so much good energy out there that I I don't know where I'm at in terms of my full support yet. Yeah, it is kind of hard to tell. I I would say it is hard to pick out a clear frontrunner. I think obviously last season it was glaringly obvious who the frontrunners were from like night one. Um because you had Minnesota Joe and then a solid first impression Rose recipient. Um, And you did have Brandon kind of slide in. I don't think that Brandon was really on our radar until probably halfway through the season, really. Um, And so, yeah, I don't think I could identify 
a front runner. I mean, at this point, at this point, I think that, um, what's her face? Um, Rachel, I think Rachel, they clearly, there's something going on there. Um, you could see it on this date. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but just in terms of like the connection and what we've seen and how we've seen him express his feelings toward the women, I feel like he's expressed the most and the most significant things to Rachel. Um, and so we'll just have to see. I mean, I feel like she kind of was a little bit of a notable person like the first night just because like the pilot stuff, she got one of the intro packages. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it just seems like, yeah, Rachel, Teddy has been kind of sad. Um, Her like resting- the last two episodes b-word face (laughs) arresting sad girl face uh is like one of the most intense i've ever seen yeah and i mean she did kind of like talk about that more in this episode um but she's really fallen off the map uh in terms of screen time and just feeling like a front runner after getting the first impression rose absolutely Well, let's dive into the details and see if anything else comes to light for us. We start the episode off with what everyone is buzzing about. Shanae. Yeah, remember we uh, ended the last episode before the cocktail party. So we just got through the end of the second group date um, and Clayton talking about how they needed to figure out this drama before the cocktail party. And so that's kind of where we're at now. Um, and so the women, you know, they're sitting around, they're talking about what they're going to do about Shanae and, um, you know, they kind of try to confront her a little bit when she shows up, but she's not really having it. She's, um, just like has got her walls up and is not gonna really engage super much. Um, yeah, I think they were trying to get ahead of it because Clayton kind of made a ominous announcement at the end of the last group date that he was just going to try to figure out what was going on the next day. And so the girls didn't know if that would happen during the cocktail party, separate from the cocktail party. Um, You know, they just didn't have any clarity as to what he was thinking on that. Yeah, and maybe they figured out that he is incapable of making the right decisions, re and so... Uh, they maybe were trying to sort it out themselves. Um, who knows? I mean, if they really doubt his decision-making ability, do they want him to choose them as <laughs> his Maybe, wife? yeah. I mean, they'll get that ring for a while. <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, Clayton's in a somber mood. He's a little worried that this drama is going to overshadow the cocktail party. All normal stuff. Nothing, like, nothing new to see here. Um, but he shows up, he... And basically just right off the bat says, I need to, I need to figure this out. And so he pulls Elizabeth and Sinead for some two-on-one time um, to see if he can, well, okay, it seems like he wanted to figure it out, but really he just sat there in between them while they, while they yell at each other. Yeah, he didn't facilitate it at all. It, Did he even talk at all during the whole thing that no, we saw? he introduced the conversation and said, hey, I just want to pull you aside. I thought we would... We needed all of us in the room together to really get to the bottom of this. And then they just start going at it. And just, again, another awkward moment with Clayton. Trademark. 
uh, he just stares straight ahead while they're yelling back and forth at each other. He doesn't really make eye contact with each speaker when they do change. Um, and we've got Elizabeth kind of using a condescending tone. I totally think it's justified because Shanae is acting immature and below her age. But then we've got Shanae yelling and pointing and making accusations on the other side of Clayton. And so I just don't know how this man cannot move his head to look visually at either of these women as they've got their unique fighting styles in this moment because there's just so much going on on both sides how do you just stare straight ahead it's the most awkward thing (laughs) it's like you've got the angel and the devil sitting on your shoulders saying opposite things in your mind like you would be looking back and forth trying to get your thoughts together not just like staring blankly ahead yeah it was a very strange look it kind of makes it look like he's in way over his head that he doesn't know what that he's doing uh when it comes to resolving these conflicts that come up um and yeah really the biggest thing that i took away from this conversation uh because i i rolled back the tape i looked at the last episode um Shanae basically one of the big claims she made or one of the big claims that she's been making is that like when Elizabeth is around the other girls don't acknowledge her they just like don't even acknowledge that she's there um and so when she says and then I made shrimp and um the you know when I made shrimp I brought it and Elizabeth was in the hot tub and she just totally ignored me uh, and I went back and, and Sinead, or Elizabeth denied this. She said, I wasn't in the hot tub then. I was in like one other day, but that's the only time I've been. I went back and looked and Elizabeth is, either she forgets. I mean, she doesn't, but she was in the hot tub when Sinead walked up. She was like one of two people actually sitting all the way in the hot tub. The rest of the girls were just sitting with their feet in. Uh, and she was having a conversation with one of the girls. Um, and so she, ha- she was looking like... <clears throat> like straight ahead and Shanae came up to where she would have been in her peripheral. Now it's like, you could maybe see a scenario in which it's like, yeah, her ADHD is so severe that she really was working so hard on focusing that she didn't even like remember or notice that Shanae walked up, even though Shanae like said something and was like giving something to like handed the plate, like kind of over behind her head is kind of what happened. Um, so, I mean, I mean, at best, Elizabeth just was so intently focused on the conversation that she didn't realize it. Uh, And at worst, she's straight up lying to not look bad in front of Clayton. And I think that, you know, yeah, if she didn't remember Shanae coming by, she could have thought she was in the hot tub at a different time. But ultimately, I don't know why that interaction is so life or death for Shanae. Because... You know, she could have offered it to other girls. There's 25-ish women in the house at this point. There's only a handful in the hot tub. She could have gone to another group, especially one that didn't have Elizabeth around. Um, But also, there were some people in the hot tub that did accept her shrimp. So Shanae's claim that people always ignore her when Elizabeth is around and specifically using the shrimp example to illustrate that isn't exactly truthful either. Yeah. This this moment kind of in the in the moment reminded me of the much hyped game from the last couple of years Among Us 
and just kind of like there's that exchange of like and you were in the hot tub and like i wasn't in the hot tub i was over here doing this when that happened uh and it was just very much of those interactions where you know it's kind of he said she said she said in those situations um when you're playing the game and you're trying to figure out where people were when events went down it just kind of was funny i thought that was interesting it was wild and ultimately clayton cannot really take any more and so the conversation ends without um, any sort of debrief or conclusion from him or either of the girls. And we see, we hear Shanae compare Elizabeth to Cruella DeVille. Um, and Elizabeth goes back and kind of recaps what happened. And the girls feel bad for her. And I think that this is really funny that, um, you know, she's explaining what happened with the hot tub and that Shanae claims that um, all the girls rejected her additional shrimp that she prepared. And they go, oh, of course we did. We were full off of your shrimp. <laughs> but Lies. as you know, she didn't make that much and Shanae, and Shanae ate half, half of, of it. So yeah. if you were tuning into our episode last week where we tried to calculate the probability that um, – the shrimp Elizabeth made would serve enough women uh, even before Shanae had taken her share. Then uh, I guess, as we know it, just eight shrimp can successfully fill the bellies of like 20-something girls. Yeah, we did the math. Um, <laughs> Apparently. But yeah, they they fight back and forth. Uh, Genevieve is very upset about the whole thing and she's going off. Did you expect this behavior from her? Um, I mean, I can see it doesn't surprise me. I think that it's like under, like I see it and it's not like, where is this coming from? Like I can definitely see that being part of, um, her personality is to get really frustrated and to, to yell. Um, but you know, she's on the good side here. So, um, even though she is defending, um, either a person who is unaware of her surroundings or a liar uh and elizabeth um but yeah she was kind of like the you know it's kind of like the alan iverson bit like why are we talking about shrimp like i want to talk about the game but you just want to talk about practice that whole bit um and so you know they're fighting back and forth and then what do you know jesse walks in and announces that shock surprise ah. The cocktail party is canceled. Because who knew? Clayton just can't handle it. He but can't. I'm he is mentally distracted. I'm thinking if he took an active role in this conversation and actually facilitated it and shut it down by either sending one of them home right off the bat or even just saying something, maybe it wouldn't have, you know, troubled him so much to where he needed to cancel the cocktail party. But ultimately, he didn't try to take a role at all. And so here we are. One less cocktail party. Yeah. So that gets us straight into the rose ceremony. I just, off the top of my head, remembered um, I had started to write down who had roses during the episode. And then I forgot because I couldn't think of it. Um, But roses from the previous episode already handed out. Um, I believe Eliza got the the first group date rose. And then Sarah got her one-on-one date rose. And Gabby got the is that right gabby yeah Mm -hmm. gabby got the the second group date rose um for her baywatch performance um but then the rose order as follows marlena teddy rachel mara or mara sorry i keep saying that wrong but i just have to remember mara marinara um 
Sierra, Susie, uh, Jill, LOL. We, I think both were expecting Jill to, to go home here, but we get more Jill, more, more boyfriends, ashes girl, girl, uh, Serene, Genevieve, uh, Hunter, Lindsay. Um, and then, uh, I must say this was one of the greatest quotes I've ever, <laughs> one of the greatest rose ceremony quotes I have ever seen on this show from Shanae because it was basically down to we knew it was going to be Shanae or Elizabeth at this point one rose left like five or four women left but it's probably between Shanae and Elizabeth uh and Shanae said I swear to God if he gives Elizabeth that rose I'm going to shove it all the way up his it'll come out of his mouth (laughs) what Shanae (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny (laughs) <laughs> i've just never seen that type of um line before like i've made i'm sure it's happened i'm sure we've seen these things before maybe i've seen it but like that is a great line great line that'll go down as one for the ages too much and then the final rose did go to shanae so it was shocking yes. i honestly i really liked elizabeth she's gorgeous i think she kept her cool in a really respectful way i um commend her courage and sharing about her adhd so it was it was sad to see her go yeah so melina and kira joined her in going home not we didn't see nearly as many tears as we saw from the previous rose ceremony when shanae was very critical of all the tears um but still i'm sure they were sad to see uh at least elizabeth go because she seemed to um, at least be kind of the rest of the women's champion against Shanae. Uh, and so we'll have to see what happens now that she's gone. Which we do get to see because we started the episode with the rose ceremony instead of ended it again. Um, but Shanae's hoping that this, that her getting the rose over Elizabeth is a wake-up call for the woman. If they cross her, they're going to be going home too. So she is definitely feeling confident after getting that rose and is surely going to be up to more shenanigans uh, in the coming week and weeks, probably. Absolutely. And I think she makes a cringy move here when she joins in on the post-rose ceremony toast and or is not in the toast, but in like the the next morning. Okay, so the conversations after. And she's just saying how she can speak freely now that Elizabeth's gone and maybe people will actually talk to her again. (laughs) And um, I think she is still not realizing that the reason why many of them don't talk to her isn't because Elizabeth was around, but because Because Shanae is Yeah, it's that's like one of the hallmarks of the great villain is they it's weird because there's this weird like paradox of them like knowing exactly what they're doing, but then like having this like, why does nobody like me? Why does everyone hate me? Um, yeah, it's very strange. Um, but Gabby is just the gift that keeps on giving, I must say, because um, she in, in response to Shanae getting this rose over Elizabeth, um, you know, the women are talking about, we could diff- get, get different like one-on-one interviews with the women or they're talking and Gabby's contribution to this analysis was it's hard when like evil or sorry it's it's hard when like evil wins 
She's so prophetic. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, she she has her way about her. And I love she said earlier in the night that she was so sick of hearing about shrimp that she was going to have to start calling them by their scientific name. Like crustaceans? <laughs> crustaceans with tails that you dip in mar- marinara sauce? <laughs> or shrimp cocktail? Cocktail sauce. And I, I just cracked up. I mean, I think the fact, you know, that she properly classified them as crustaceans that's huge yeah that's that's a big (laughs) w for for gabby there um big word for her five points for gabby yes (laughs) um so next morning jesse you know strolls in he he says unfortunately there won't be a date today and you know i'm ashamed to say i kind of bought this for a second i was like (laughs) oh man no date like it's just been that hard for clayton he's like a day off what are they gonna do but no, he was pulling our leg. He was dragging. He was yanking our chain. I wanted uh, him to say, "There's no date, and you all have to decide among yourself who is going home." Well, that would be a no-brainer. <laughs> It'd be like Survivor, like easiest ever. Um, but he said, "Unfortunately, there won't be a date here, or a date today here." Um, he announced that they're going on a worldwide tour, and they're going to start in a world-class city that has uh, what southern charm and urban chic or something (laughs) i don't know and so it's like what city is this is it like savannah or like savannah right i'm like yeah no houston houston texas bum 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 (laughs) Uh, which no hate on houston we have family in houston uh, on both sides um and it's uh nice to visit sometimes not in the summer (laughs) yep that's um, all I have to say well, about see, that. Well, let's see. They're filming. They're filming what? Like in like in October, ish. Yeah. October, November, maybe. So it's like probably bearable there, but still probably like high eighties. They probably had some days in the nineties. How terrible! Um, and they were sweating like it too. Hashtag never. Yeah. So the women are like so excited for Houston. We did get a couple shots of Lindsay being excited because that's where she's from. Um, hopefully. While they're there, she'll get some special attention from Clayton. She gets an opportunity to be the hometown girl, Texas Lindsay, Houston Lindsay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll probably see. this ain't no Minnesota Joe situation. No. But, um, but yeah, Clayton is now in his hotel room in Houston, and he's surprised. Um, this seemed like a pretty genuine surprise. We've seen him do some bad acting. <laughs> Um, but he seemed like genuinely surprised about this one. Um, and it was a fun surprise as one of his buddies from Mizzou football came and surprised him. M-I-Z. And, um, (laughs) his name is Clarence Z-O-U. Um, and you know, I'm just, I don't think I'm that into Mizzou. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Clayton is. So he literally designed his entire bachelor experience to be a Mizzou world tour. If we ever get Clayton on this podcast, you can say M-I-Z to him. I'm just may not respond. Uh, if you say it to me, we'll see. He would open his face and show his wide smile and dimples and go, Z-O-U. I can just Terrible impression. I can just Um, But yeah, they just, I don't know. They have a generic chat. Clarence is just his friend's name. You know, he's married. He has a kid, beautiful family, but they just like have a generic chat. I I like Clarence. Anything there? I mean, he seems really really nice. And I'm just happy that Clayton chose this world-class city 
to visit specifically <laughs> to see Clarence. No, he. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. honestly, why else are we going to Houston? Um, well, there's mark. barbecue. <laughs> but we are. We are. Uh, I forgot that we're already to the point where we are now to two one-on-ones in a big group date. Um, this is kind of the one where it's the biggest group um because it's the first week they switch uh and so the date card says rachel let's find our love in the heart of texas so um yeah i don't know generic stuff here they're excited for rachel obviously they some of them are a little sad that they're not on the one-on-one like of course obviously um but rachel's excited and we've seen some we made we noted we noted their interaction uh on the last episode how it was very close um how she said they had their kind of own connection that was unique and he affirmed that so now we're gonna get to see that proved out on a one-on-one yeah i think i saw more of their chemistry this week and it answered a lot of the questions i had about if they actually had this unique connection because it seemed like their prior interactions to last week and her saying that had been kind of awkward in my opinion yeah yeah, um mm -hmm. with him not really saying that he wanted to fly and stuff with her and so she was really trying to emphasize the the cool factor of her job which is cool but it didn't really seem like he was picking up on it in the way she wanted so I definitely saw more chemistry this time um so they get out to the middle of nowhere outside of Houston clearly and they are gonna ride horses and Clayton mentions how on a given Saturday in Missouri, you'll just see a horse ready to go. And I don't know where he's going in Columbia or Lake St. Louis, where his family is for that matter. But there are not some casual horse rides happening every Saturday for the common Missouri man. No, I mean, he's <laughs> probably somewhat well to do. I don't know. So maybe that's a thing for him. Um, but Rachel, um, you know... Riding horses is great, but she was interested in being in the mud. I don't know what this was. Maybe she thought they were going to mud wrestle. Who knows? I'm not sure what made her think that. But that was what she outfit. predicted, which was strange. But they're riding their horses. Clayton wants to know if everything that Rachel does is hot. What kind of question is that? I, I mean, it's a, it's a I like you. I think you're hot line. I don't know. It's just cutesy. it's cutesy stuff. It's embarrassing. Yeah, man. Well, that's what we're here. That's what we're watching for. The dumb, the dumb romance. Um, but they stumble upon this random family in a random park or family. Um, and they're having a good old Texas barbecue. Food looks pretty good. They've got some ribs that they're glazing on the grill. They went to H E B for sure. For sure, gotta get that from H E B. Um, but they, you know, of course it's totally fine for them to crash it. Um, <laughs> they have conversations about their connection and kids. Rachel's down to have four. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have much to say about this. It was a pretty generic, like, let's see how she is in like a strange, like a strange social situation and how flexible and like adaptable she is to these things. Um, which I guess is an interesting date idea. Um, but there's just like not a ton here. It's just like, let's talk to these random people. Yeah, I think what we've seen on prior seasons is something like this, but with some members of the Leeds family or friends. 
And I think that that is more enjoyable to watch. Obviously, you maybe present yourself differently in those situations than you would with complete strangers. But there's that element of randomness and newness that you would get either way. Um, Because Rachel certainly didn't see this coming. And so, um, yeah, I think it was weird to just have a strange, um, not a strange family, but a family of strangers. But I do want some feedback from our listeners if you think that the main female of the family looks a bit like a member of the Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo. Please send me live feedback. Send that to Lexi only because I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just kidding. You can send that to our Instagram account, Long Haul Podcast. Long Haul Pod? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I put here that uh, I think Rachel is a lock for hometowns. I'm confident in that. Um, just the way they're interacting. Um, they kind of wrap up the daytime portion. Um, they're like sitting on a dock on this very idyllic looking lake. Some tall trees all around it. Very still water. Great, beautiful scene. Um, but they're kissing. Clayton just wants to pause time. Be with Rachel. Yeah, that's wow. a pretty big statement. Yeah. I think you can definitely see their chemistry here. I really sure. like it. I mean, maybe I take back what I said earlier in this episode. Maybe this is edging out some of the other one-on-ones. Like, they were all super good and equally good, but this one might just be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, like, let's see. What are the one-on-ones we've had so far? Susie got the first one. I mean, yeah, they rode a helicopter. They had the whole yacht thing. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, the first one. He doesn't really know anyone yet. So it was just kind of meh i would say i mean they seem to have a decent connection but it just wasn't like there's nothing like oh man like i can totally see stuff here it's kind of boring honestly and then gosh is it only then next been sarah yeah which i think they had a unique connection because they were forced to do so many embarrassing things and so i really liked the the connection that was brought out through that yeah but i think of the three this one has totally been the most like obvious connection so far and like most obvious like oh she's probably a front runner she's gonna make it deep into the season probably hometowns fair enough um but we are now back with the rest of the women at the hotel and there's a day there's the group date card so uh the question is whose name is not going to be here so we got sarah eliza teddy marlena jill Susie, mara sorry i was having to think about how to pronounce that correctly because i wanted to get it right see mara sierra Hunter, Lindsay, Genevieve, Gabby, and Shanae. Um, Meet me at the stadium. Yes, we've got a football date. Um, Obviously, that was pretty inevitable to happen. Um, You know, with the football bachelor, you got to get those girls out to play football. Of course, they did this with Peter, and he's not quite a football player. So, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I was excited. Love to see some full tackle football from the women. Obviously, we got the preview of it, so we knew it was coming. Um... But by process of elimination, they figure out that Shanae is going to be, or not Shanae, sorry, Serene, is going to get the one-on-one after this group date. Um, And so, you know, they're happy for her. She's excited. Um, Curious to see what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, back to the date. Um, It's the nighttime portion, time for, you know, quote-unquote dinner. Um, There's this really, I would say, very beautiful, like kind of 
almost like a barn wedding wedding type venue um, but they've got it all set up nice with lamps and all this stuff great lighting really pretty really pretty location um, for a nice dinner and dance mm-hmm. I agree and it seems like Clayton wants to really jump into the meat of the conversation right off the bat since, of course, they're not going to eat any actual meat since you never eat on dates. So you got to do it with your words. Um, and he kind of sets up this scary uh, preface to his question like he has something that he needs to say and talk about. Yeah, I've got something I would want to ask you. Um you know, you've got this, you're so gorgeous, you've got this great job, you're so fun. How are you still single? <laughs> are you asking me this, seek? Because... Um... No, I was I was <laughs> giving the listeners a reminder. Or for those I of know. our listeners who don't watch the show, I was giving them, or him, a clue in. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Zeke's dad. Shout out to Dan. Um, uh, I think that... Yeah, this is a pretty good line to use when you're trying to win over a woman's heart. Um, but uh, also, is that sarcastic? No, no, it oh, is you because think this you're is good? well, you're complimenting her and being like, "I can't believe you're still on the market. You're like the perfect woman, essentially." But then also, it's strategic. I feel like it's kind of generic and overused. Well, whatever. <laughs> Did you use it on me? I guess not. No. Okay, whatever. But he, um, <laughs> it's also strategic for Clayton. Because it opens up the opportunity to learn about her past relationships and see what the story is there without like being super explicit about asking for that information. So it really benefits both parties. Is what yeah, I'm no, it's not terrible. Um, I just saw getting some flack on the old Twitter, you know, but ah, who cares? Okay. I mean, well, his setup in and of itself was yeah, kind it's of, cheesy. Uh, dumb yeah yeah but in the chain lots of chain yank in this episode but she mentions how her past boyfriend didn't support her dreams to become a pilot because he would always see stuff how pilots would cheat on their wives all the time and they were just gone and just thought that that would be the inevitable path for her as well and obviously you can't stereotype people number one number two most pilots are men and men well you can higher issues with infidelity maybe i'd like to see some data on that <laughs> i mean because every well in most cases when a man cheats it's you know there's someone else that he's cheating with and um, probably most of the time it's with a woman um, fair enough i didn't think of this so there's got to be a woman but that, that woman but might she, not be cheating on anyone else yeah so. who knows no we'll never know have to do don't some, cheat do is the research. moral of the story oh, okay listen to our uh marriage advice podcast coming yes. soon one day coming soon one day if there's ever not a bachelor show happening <laughs> which hopefully they, they will get that this spring um but yeah clean doesn't have any concerns he is comfortable with this um so i know i like i know i, I know i know this that you know you can live in los angeles and do your flight to st louis and then fly a plane from st louis to los angeles and then go home it's just like the whole uh, and i know that's not like every every time for pilots but it just like feels so weird to me that like you would because like when you fly you go somewhere and you stay there for like at least a couple days and then you come back so it's just like i always kind of always forget or i don't like 
take it for granted in my mind when I think about pilots and like flight attendants that their job sometimes can be like I go I do a couple flights and then I'm home the same day yeah it just and feels it's just like weird all across I know the that country that's real. yeah like I know that that's real and that's the thing um but it's just it's, it's like it doesn't feel like it's like normal but I'm sure that is normal yeah it's crazy to imagine but yeah, Clayton has no concerns and he's ready to dance to surprise musical guests, Restless Road. Have you ever heard of Restless Road? No. No, me neither. But they're good. Yeah, they weren't bad. Yeah, I like it. And very country, got the H-Town twang. Yeah. And Clayton keeps with his seasonal tradition of giving a rose on the dance floor. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's awkward. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's kind of nice, but... um. Yeah, I guess we're we're more used to giving giving the rose out and then taking them with the rose to the dance floor. But you know, this is a, a fun fun little twist. Um, but Clayton pulls out some lines. <laughs> but will, and, and Clayton whatever. pulls out some you know, lines. But is just my uh, transition word, whatever <laughs> my filler word. Um, so Clayton pulls out the line. He's he's feeling romantic. He says, "I will never dim your light." Clayton really is liked. just full of romance tonight. Okay. Yes. Um, That's a line you could use on me still. Mm, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I'll have to pull that out of my pocket some some day or night. Who knows? <laughs> um, but Rachel can absolutely see herself falling in love with Clayton. So big words here from Rachel. Keep an eye on Rachel. Absolutely. So uh, we're back to kind of how we started this episode with more plotting about Shanae. Yeah. What are we going to do about Shanae? This is the question on the minds of Sierra and Genevieve and then also Gabby. And we've got Shanae playing possum in her hotel room. Well, she's just taking a nap. (laughs) She's totally pretending to sleep. And then she hears something from the wall. How is it that Shanae's room is adjacent to the common room and she can hear everything? Yeah, I mean, no way that that was, maybe that was just a big coincidence. Who knows? Who knows? Someone knows. But Shanae uh, nestles her ear up to the wall to see what's up. Which, for dramatic effect, I mean, uh, sound engineering, who knows how they did this, but I mean... Fair enough. Genevieve and Sierra are loud talkers. They were practically shouting, uh, very loud talking. It's like, it seems like if you're going to have these conversations, you should, you know, have them in a little bit more subdued tone. You never know who might be on the next wall. Um, But they were talking all loud, like, man, what are we going to do with Shanae? Um, And so Shanae heard, and she was listening through the wall. And I mean, Regardless of who you are, it's got to suck to be able to hear people talking about you. Um, you know, you're just trying to do your best, trying to crush the other competition into the ground, and they're just talking mean about you. Yeah, Shanae is ready to tackle them all to the ground in football um, and to get back at them. Yeah. So we'll no see. Kidding. No kidding. But first, before we can play football, we have to have a good old car commercial first oh wait no it's still the show but wait it's also a car commercial how could this be uh this was i mean they do product placement in the bachelor 100 percent. there's we've seen it before they promo stuff like they were totally promoing it wasn't like they uh yeah in the last season they totally promoted the new top gun movie 
um, by having like, I don't know, one of the guys from the movie in it and they did like the fight stuff. Um, it's just so crazy. But th- how this, this was, yeah, but this was, so they're having a tailgate. They had their cornhole. They had, you know, their tailgate food, burgers and, and brats, whatever. Um, but just totally not subtle shots of, uh, a company that, a car company that will remain unnamed because they're not paying us. Um, you could, if you want to sponsor this podcast. Yes. If, um, the unnamed car company from this most recent episode of the bachelor, if any, <laughs> anyone who works for your marketing department, uh, happens to hear this and wants to sponsor our podcast, we will gladly show for you for the right price. Um, and I'm happy to do it too. Cause electric cars and those are my jam. Um, but yeah, very um, not subtle shots of this specific car, which was kind of also hilarious because um, they rolled up in a big old Mercedes van, um, which it's like, those are so recognizable, so obvious with the great round logo on the, but they had like the round logo, like perfectly blurred out in a circle. Because um, Mercedes ain't paying them. No, Mercedes isn't paying them. So um, it was just kind of funny the how obvious it was that it was product placement with the, you know, unblurred out sponsored car and then the blurred out bus spent 15 seconds with the camera just trained on the outlet where you like can plug things into your yeah, car it was the whole thing with they needed to fire up another grill so clayton comes over with gabby and is like oh yeah show me Which, how to plug the, it in it was so com- it was like a commercial it was crazy it was like did they get their like commercial writers in to do this because it was like oh we need this grill how are we gonna wait how does this power up oh it needs to plug in how are we gonna do that oh you just have to come over here it's super easy it was so strange we were like it was hilarious and I will here's say. the thing <laughs> is like when you zoom out and look at this whole portion of the episode their purpose on this date was to do the football game at the lucas oil stadium uh, they it's did... not called that anymore oh it's like eng or something it's oh, some okay. company it's one of these ones that's been renamed well they did not at all need to do this tailgate that is not the purpose of the date it is they solely put that in for this product placement opportunity hey man ratings are down gotta gotta make it up somehow <laughs> it is crazy. gotta have these sponsored segments so anyway and and yeah i mean you gotta have some fun before the before the hard nasty sweaty football um yeah but when we think about other bachelor bowls there wasn't any icebreaker like that that's true they always (laughs) roll up to the stadium and have some like games or something first before they get serious but yeah anyway it was hilarious i thought um just because of how blatant it was um yeah it crossed the line of being annoying into just being hilarious because of how commercially it was um but anyway they are now in the stadium it's full tackle football there's some uh houston texans players um who are there to to get them warmed up to show them how to play um yeah so shanae no jj watt no jj watt um which i was thinking about it and clayton is like taller than both both the football players but he's definitely slim or I mean, he was a tight end, so maybe he wasn't huge. One of them was a lineman, so he just like made Clayton look kind of skinny. Um, but yeah, JJ Watt would probably make Clayton look like a normal sized person because they're probably about the same height. And then Watt is probably a little little beefier than Clayton is now. But 
still both giant men they would make everyone else involved look so tiny um and so yeah Shanae is excited because she has been paired of course opposite to um at least two of the girls that were the lo- talking the loudest about her uh, Sierra and um Genevieve and she's excited to to take them down to tackle them um I think Gabby talks too quietly to be heard through the wall so I'm not sure that Shanae knew but she did. I she, think she, she calls, talked about it later. Yeah, she calls she, Gabby she, she, out she says later. it later, but just in this but moment. But Gabby's on her team. Right, right. And that's so probably that's why. why she can't tackle her. That's probably right. Um, Marlena is the um, the hype woman of this portion of the date, getting all the commentary. And she's hype. Uh, super fun. Lots of energy. She is an Olympic sprinter. And she's just basically like, listen, the strategy here very obvious everyone knows you give me the ball (laughs) no kidding um so yeah they're i mean you know this is a bunch of girly girls playing full tackle football um and it goes about as you expect you know there's no defense it's blocking is atrocious there's some pretty bad sacks some pretty hilarious fumbles you know not a lot of offense not a lot of great big long passing plays you know I will say they, like, looked more legitimate during at least the tackle times. I don't really know the right lingo here. (laughs) Than I would have thought. Like, they weren't running away from each other. They were, like, trying to line drive against them. (laughs) (laughs) Keep keep going. Like, come from the side and, like, push them down tackle yeah what's a line drive that would be in baseball when you hit the ball really hard and, and what? not on the ground yeah if you hit really? a line drive it's so, not a football term um i'm trying to think what you'd be referring to by line drive okay just kidding then. driving down the line i don't know but <laughs> i think from my amateur uninformed perspective there were some legitimate looking interactions sure i mean they not like regulation and... level but it, they these girls tried yeah i mean we got this hilarious moment where there was an incomplete pass that hit the ground and bounced up and one of the girls caught it and ran it into the end zone and they were celebrating and jesse who was in his element um, doing sports broadcasting um you know was like do they know that you can't it's it's a dead ball they're celebrating crazy um, so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, then the heat of the battle started getting in. They started getting into it. And um, Shanae and Sierra started getting into it. They exchanged some pass interference um, on consecutive plays that don't get called at all. Um, but pretty clear defensive pass interference from Sierra on Shanae. And then Shanae commits some egregious uh, offensive pass interference against Sierra in retaliation. And so they're getting into it. Um, uh, but then, you know, oh, then we have um, Marlena coming in and just decking Shanae. That was the big, that was the big promo moment where you had the big, the, you know, the big hit of the game that they tease. Um, you know, you get in every, every time there's a physical, competition in the bachelor they tease it either the the previous week or at the beginning of the episode and so there's a moment and it wasn't even you know genevieve or sierra it was marlena who really who really took it to her um 
but um, I think Marlena scored the first touchdown as as suggested. They did give her the ball, and she just absolutely booked it down the line. Um, no one was going to even come close to catching her. And then um, Sierra had a nice little fake pass play um, where she faked a pass and then took the entire half of the field that was wide open and, and ran it in to make it 14-0. Um, and it was like the second half, so it was like 0-0 at the halftime. It was crazy. Um, but then Marlena came in with the pick six, uh, you know, really, really put the dagger in. Um, and we didn't mention their names, but the Purple Punishers, um, so not Shanae's team, uh, gave a thorough 21-0 drubbing to the Shrimp Stampede. So we're still dealing with shrimp, even in football. Um, you know, get the politics out of sports. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, of course, what would you expect? They got to gotta name one of the t- team shrimp themed. Wow. Um, so you really gave uh, even more thorough recap than our two um, announcers, honestly. Kind of. Oh, and I didn't even mention great bit before the game even started. They gave kind of an, a ye old timey um you know, highlight reel of recapping the previous Bachelor Bowls. So we got like the first ever pickup football game in the parking lot of the Bachelor Mansion. Um, and then, you know, all through the years, some some classic ones, um, most of which I haven't seen. Um, we did get the the one from Peter's season. So that's kind of fun. They've, they're making it a thing. And now there's this like Bachelor Cup, which, of course, the winner um, are purple punishers do by virtue of their win get to spend the after party without the other team uh with clayton so some bonus time always high stakes um and you know always a hard loss for the losers um but not shanae she is she feels like she deserves to be there and we're gonna see maybe she'll she'll do something who knows i can't imagine what that could be truly a mystery The cocktail party or the extra time, whatever, after party that they win kind of starts off uh, low-key. The girls think that it's going to be drama-free because Shanae's team didn't win, so they're really celebrating this private time that they have, kind of revisiting the conversation of if they should approach Clayton about Shanae. Um, Obviously, we know that never ends well for those that bear bad news yeah it's especially hilarious because um yay we have this drama free date let's bring the drama into this date right when the person's not even here and i think that that for the most part even though the girls seem to all agree that shanae is not fit to date clayton and shouldn't be in the house um none of them really want to actually do a collective um, intervention and bring this information to Clayton. It's really only Sierra that is speaking up saying like, I'm willing to start it off and go to Clayton. And so she's kind of digging her own grave, even though she's well, right. It she never goes well. Bit, she got a little bit of too much confidence after spilling the beans on um, Cassidy. Yeah. She was the one, I, as soon as she was, I was like, oh no, poor Sierra, she's going to go home. But she didn't. She stuck around, even after ratting out Cassidy. Right. Um, so, so literally maybe, her whole time has been spent on ratting out other girls. Yeah. And it's just so, and I know it's just how the show is. Can't complain. Uh, it makes it entertaining. But it just like seems so obvious that 
regardless of how bad something is, unless it's like, unless she's like being terrible and harassing you and like being a legit terrible bully, something that really needs to be addressed. Like you got this extra time. You got to take advantage of it and grow your connection. Because if you don't, you're just going to be someone he doesn't know anything about and you're going to go home. You're not going to last. Right. It's like very short-sighted. Yeah. Teddy utilizes her time and we kind of figure out why she has this um, permanent pouty face. Um, She did see her parents separate um, back and forth when she was younger and just felt like she had to be a perfect child and not cause any problems for her dad because she didn't want to add to what might drive him to leave the family every so often which is a really vulnerable thing to share and something I I can't even imagine um and so she's worried that that desire for perfection and just kind of putting up a front and and getting really worried about how she's being perceived and if she's not doing enough or doing the right things is bleeding over into how she is showing up in this space and how she's going about her relationship with Clayton and Clayton receives that information really well and kind of assures her that he understands how difficult that must be um and that she you know should feel comfortable just just being herself And so hopefully this will turn her frown upside down um, in the subsequent episodes to get this assurance from Clayton. Yeah, hopefully. Definitely looking to see more from Teddy in the next few episodes because it seems like, you know, get the first impression rose, big first episode, and then she's just really not done much since. So definitely hopeful for her sake. Um, But yeah, we see Shanae back frustrated all the girls who lost are frustrated as the losers always are in these situations but they're like sweaty and apparently smell gross um and they of course show up to the to the hotel to the with the the i guess it's just the two women the two one-on-one women um and they're still like in their pads so they had to go all the way back in like the in the bus uh probably smelling bad so on and so forth tough time but shanae is not having any of it she deserves to be there because she tried so hard. She really put herself all out there for Clayton. And so she feels like she is, you know, deserving and the person who's going to go crash this uh, after party. Classic. And the producers arrange her transportation to do so. Thanks, ABC. Of course. You know, she's not just going to walk. <laughs> Unless it's really close by. Who knows? And... She arrives and, of course, interrupts a conversation that he's having with Sarah, who doesn't look too pleased, but, you know, also keeps her cool. Um, Clayton seems surprised, but does not go so far as to condemn Shanae for coming to an after party that she was not invited to or didn't win. (laughs) Yeah, he, at first, like, when Sarah was still there, he did seem a little bit, like on Didn't edge about you it lose Shanae? yeah he like had that line and he so he kind of played it well but then like once sarah was gone once they had a time to like chat he kind of tried to address some things that he had heard she basically does not give him any kind of response i don't think i think she's just kind of like i'm just so tired of them bullying me and singling me out whatever but then they just like chat more and make out and he's like really excited. He's like, I'm happy you're here. They like go into another room and he like puts her up on a bar to kiss her. 
Clayton, Clayton is venturing into dummy Peter territory here. He really is. You know, obviously there will probably never be a stupider move than giving the group date rose to a woman who showed up after being eliminated. Um, and it was a girl that they all hated, Alea, and she showed up the week after she was eliminated to the group date after party. I think it might have even been after the football one. Who knows? I totally forgot about Yeah, this. and she showed up and he gave her the rose. Um, because that's... The, and so it's, it'll be difficult to ever top that. But Clayton is venturing into this territory. Um, and the date hasn't ended yet. Yeah, so this could happen. But he's just being a dummy. He's being a dummy. Um, but he clearly likes her a lot. Um, you know, she's a small town girl. Got some, I mean, it's Ohio, but similar vibes to probably like small town Missouri girl. He can get down with that. So I, I don't know, but important ingredient for a good villain is a foolish bachelor who does not catch on, which not necessarily foolish because Sean Lowe had a good villain on his season. He wasn't dumb. He just liked, he just liked her a lot and she was very good at playing the part. Uh, of being the sweet girl who was just victimized when she was actually the worst. And we know that Clayton's bad at acting, but he might be really compelled by good actors. <laughs> mm. And I don't know if I would call Shanae a good actor, but like... She's she's manipulative. Yes. Yeah. And so um, she finishes up her time with Clayton and then basically goes to the group of girls to essentially announce her presence and tell them off she says that they need to keep her name out of their mouth the classic line of bachelor generation get your and name <laughs> bachelor Nation. out of my beep mouth and she takes their football trophy and throws it in the bushes which is kind of an ode to the K-drama. bomber jacket being mm. thrown in the pool last season yeah yeah the classic take the thing and throw it <laughs> to show you don't care she was really taking notes about what went on in michelle's season yeah. how to win yeah, maybe. Because um, that went really pizza, well. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> For pizza, <laughs> pe- pizza, Peter. Um, um, so, you know, I am just disappointed that we um, ended even earlier than we usually I'm do. Kidding. We cut off usually before the rose ceremony, but this time we didn't even see the second one on one day. Well, they've got to slow it down and catch back up. So they're going to get lapped. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I, there's no way they do one-on-one rose ceremony in a full episode all in two hours there's no way so unless they do like a special three-hour episode or something it seems like they're just gonna have maybe two more episodes that are longer and then get us back on track who knows you never know what they're hope. up to never know what they're up to maybe they'll cancel a date there'll be some drama who knows <laughs> they'll get us back on track um but yeah and that that was the episode like really only two dates no cocktail party a rose ceremony and then like two dates um so somehow it filled up the whole time what was your final rose um hmm, what is my final rose i mean i think that did i talk in my yeah i already gave shanae shanae's villainry my uh, first impression rose so i can't talk about her more i mean that's really the only thing that's happening right now is shanae's being a villain um i guess my final rose would be that i hope that moving forward 
as the numbers, as the group gets whittled down a little bit more, and we he, Clayton kind of narrows it down, that we do get to see some more of the romance. You know, we are here for the drama. We're here for the villainy. But we also are here for the, you know, mythical, legendary love stories uh, of falling, al- falling in love in three weeks or whatever. No, it's like six weeks. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that we start to get more of that um, and can get some of that in spite of the drama and the villain, which I hope stays around for at least a few more episodes. I hope she makes it in, like, the top eight or something. That'd be great. Well, I feel like if we spent less time on these commercials that (laughs) happen inside the show, the shameless advertising, that maybe we'd see more romance, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, who knows? Um, My final rose is that they're not doing after-credit recaps, or at least they didn't this week. Or maybe we don't see them because you and I don't watch the previews anymore. Yeah, we got to go through and skip ahead. So, just kidding. Yeah, we got... Oh, shoot, I forget about that. Mm -hmm. We got to go back. Yeah, that's the one disadvantage of not watching the previews. I'm not watching previews anymore after they spoiled things or appeared to spoil things. Who knows? Um, But yeah, they always have after credits that I uh, forgot about that when I just stop it for the coming up. So who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll have have to go back and look. Let us know if anything stood out to you so far, um, given that we've missed them for a while. Well, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, We are excited to get back to this next week and really see how this cliffhanger resolves. If you have any feedback or want to answer my question about the Hex Girls, please reach out to us on Instagram or via email. And we would just love to hear from you and connect. Thanks for listening. This has been In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall.